you know, there are so many bullshit articles on the web saying, learn how this company increased their performances by 200% just by changing the color of a button. That's totally bullshit. Usually big, bold changes make big, bold differences, while small changes bring small differences. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. My guest today is the CEO of Adespresso. He's a serial entrepreneur and he is at the helm of a tool that honestly I think is the most powerful tool set when it comes to Facebook advertising, which we'll get into. All the way from, where are you today, Massimo? Milan. 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 All the way from Milan. Thank you for joining us and welcome to Inbound Buzz. Hello. Hello, everyone. And thank you for inviting me, Mobi. No problem. It's our absolute pleasure. Massimo, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Sure. So I got started. I've always been like a geek. So I always played with computers since I was 10 years old. When I was 18, I started being a journalist. So that's where my passion for content marketing comes from. And when I was 20, I opened my first company, which was called Creative Web. And it was a web agency. So we were doing pretty complex development for you know website, portals, etc. From there, we spinned off a site project, which was a blog network. And then basically we sold the blog network and we used that money to bootstrap Adespresso. And from there we got into 500 startups. We grew Adespresso to be the number one partner in, for Facebook in terms of number of customers. And last year we sold the company to Hootsuite. Oh, congratulations. Amazing, amazing. Um, I'm going to keep people uh, sitting on the edge of their seats a little bit. Uh, before we jump into Adespresso and the, the sheer power of this tool. But before we get into that, let's start real basic, Massimo, if you don't mind. So sure. I, I, know, I know you're a speaker, I know you present, and you could do an entire presentation on this question. But where, where should one start if you're looking you know, to starting a Facebook or Instagram advertising campaign? Um, what are some basic fundamentals where you should be asking yourself before you even get into it? Sure. So that's a great question. And actually, keep in mind, no matter uh, whatever you use at the press, so Facebook advert, Facebook Ads Manager, Facebook Power Editor, whatever you are using, there is no magic word. There is no tool uh, that will make your advertising work if your advertising just sucks. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that, first of all, you get the right knowledge, you get the right strategy, and then you can use tools to save you time, to automate menial tasks. But it's very important that you know what you are doing. And I think the number one thing when it's up to Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising, is understanding the fundamental difference between Facebook and Google. And the big difference is that people don't go on Facebook to make decisions. People go on Facebook to avoid making decisions. Uh, think about it. When you want to buy something, you go on Google. You search for that product, you find the ad, you click on it, and probably you purchase the product. Mm -hmm. But when you go on Facebook, you go on Facebook to have fun, to check what your friends are up to, 
to discover meaningful content that are interesting for you, to read something, to check some video. You don't go on Facebook to buy something. And that's the number one error that everyone getting started with Facebook advertising basically do. They just create an ad that says, hey, buy my product. Hell no, I'm here to check funny kitten pictures. I'm not gonna buy a product. So where you should always start with Facebook advertising is content so probably a lot of people talked about funnel before uh, in the podcast but uh, mm. you need to build a relationship with users first it's like dating with a girl you don't see a girl but you like at the pub and you go there and tell her hey how do you want to name our kids uh, you'll be immediately spooky massimo and she'll run away uh, first, you need to create engagement. So you go there and just start chatting, tell her something interesting, uh, have fun with her, and then maybe you'll ask her phone number. And that's the same thing that you should do with Facebook. Uh, and of course, it can start organic with whatever you post on your Facebook page, but the reality is that you are going to reach 3, 5, 10% if you are very good of your page fan. So that's where advertising kicks in. Uh, create something valuable for your audience. Something valuable could be anything. It could be a great podcast like this one. It could be a great blog post. Uh, it could be a video, whatever. Create something that is really useful for your audience. I really mean really useful for your audience. This is about exchanging value. You are giving them the value of the content you are writing and they are giving you traffic and then probably the email. So <clears throat> create a great content, use Facebook advertising to promote it, to bring traffic to your blog. And after this initial step, when people start saying, oh, okay, these guys are pretty good, they know their stuff, uh, they provided me great content, you can move forward. And Facebook is also great for retargeting. So for example, you can get everyone who visited a blog post on 10 tips to improve your Facebook advertising, and you can retarget them with another ad that says, hey, uh, you enjoyed our article on 10 tips for Facebook advertising, guess what? We have a 50-page ebook with 100 tips to optimize your Facebook advertising, get it now. Mm. And this is basically where you ask the girl for her phone number. Uh, you, because otherwise, if you never ask her something, you enter the friend zone. So you are always the friend giving her something for free, always being there for her. While here you start training your prospects, your potential customers, but you are giving them value, but you want something in exchange. And mm -hmm. it could be the email, it could be the phone number, depending on how you set. And then once you have this relationship, you can do the last step and create the ad saying, hey, buy our product is just great. And at that point, you are the pot leader, the guy that, that uh, that ah, my English is horrible. Uh, no, 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 you're right. Yeah, you're, you're the go-to. You're you're top of mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're top of mind. You're yeah. the guy that teach them everything they know about whatever is your industry, yeah. and they will be really willing to buy your product. So that, that's really the number one most important thing when it's when it comes to Facebook and Instagram advertising. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Look, uh, listeners, if you, if you take nothing away from that there is a bit of a, I don't like to say hack, you know, but they honestly, that, that's a great template, isn't it? You know, like give them value, open that conversation up and then do something. Always keep in mind, 
People aren't there to buy. I love that. Okay, so Massimo, so one thing I'm hearing more and more. So the beauty of um, Facebook advertising, you know, back when I started years and years ago, back when you started was honestly, even if you were, even if you did crappy ads, you could almost get away with it because the cost per click was so low, right? Like, you, you know, if you remember the days of 20 cents, 30 cents, even less, um, you could get yeah. it because it was just so cheap. So you could get away with crap. Now, one of the things I'm hearing more and more in 2018 is Moby, Facebook ads were great in 2016, 2017, but the, the CPCs are so high, in some cases, they're getting higher than AdWords. And even recently, some of our client campaigns, I've seen some CPCs for $5. Now, um, is, it, is it simply, is, it simply is, is, is the idea, uh, is the answer in what you've already given me, go, go higher up the decision-making chain? Or are there other strategies people should look at, like exclusion targeting or, or whatever, to try to bring that down? Or is it a combination of a few things? There are a lot of hacks that you can use for sure to reduce CPC, but overall, uh, the framework that I just described works very well. Uh, we, we tested this with AdExpress, so I don't remember the number, but just to give you an idea, if we were creating gets to cold audiences, so people that never heard about Adespresso, and we will tell them, hey, start your trial now, it's free. Uh, we will get a cost per conversion, for example, of $10, which was okay, but still pretty expensive. If we promote to them an interesting blog post, we use interest targeting, so people that like John Loomer, for example, people mm. that like Facebook advertising, we can get a CPC as low as 50 cents. Because Facebook recognizes that the ad is working well, that a lot of people are clicking on the ad because we are not trying to get to sell them anything. And we can get a pretty low CPC. And then we use retargeting. And when you retarget, usually your price, your cost per click, cost per conversion is five to times cheaper rather than targeting a cold audience. So we can probably get an email address from someone who already visited the blog for one, two dollar per email. And then we can get them to sign up prior and we don't even need to use Facebook advertising because we have the email now. So we can follow up the email whenever we want and without spending money. So the overall cost per acquisition goes down to $3 rather than going up to $10 when you reach the cold audience and tell them, hey, buy my product. So that's the number one three. And of course, <clears throat> Retargeting is something that you should always use. Uh, probably a lot of people are coming to your blog or to your website from Google, from other traffic sources, and most of the people don't buy the first time. So always use retargeting. That's killer for uh, lowering the cost uh, per click. Exclusion targeting can work. Uh, it's, it really depends on volume. So of course mm. you should create like a custom audience with your customers, with people you already have their email and exclude them. But the reality is that this is gonna make a difference only once you have thousands and thousands of customers of email. Otherwise removing 100 people from a 1 million user targeting is not gonna make a real difference. And then you should split test a lot. So you should split test everything from the creative of your ad to your audience. Young people are better than worse than older people, uh, male versus women, people with an interest rather than the other. 
and find the niches that have the lowest cost per click. And then, of course, at some point, you are going to saturate them and you need to find the number one. But the reality is that this is how every marketing channel evolves. It's always a curve where at the beginning they are super effective because you have very little competition mm -hmm. <coughs> and, and then they get more expensive. But uh, if you read, for example, Russell Branson's book, uh, they, uh, they have a very interesting concept, which is the problem is not that it's too expensive to acquire traffic from Facebook or Google or whatever. That's a market condition. It's something that with experience you can lower, but if a cost per click is $4, it's $4. You, you cannot do much to lower it uh, far, far at some point. <coughs> Sorry. The problem could be that you are making, you're not making enough money out of every customer. So if your product is priced $10, of course, you cannot spend more than $6, $7 to acquire a customer. But you should start thinking, thinking, how can I make more money out of each customer? For example, creating a recurring revenue model or having upsell. So maybe they are giving you $10 to get an ebook. And then right after that, you could tell them, hey, do you want all my collection of 10 ebooks? That's $50 more. And by upselling more products or playing with your pricing, et cetera, you can make more money out of each customer and you can afford ads even as they get more expensive, which is something you can optimize, but you cannot really say I won't click for one cent, of course. Awesome, awesome. Some really good tips there. And by the way, what was that book by Russell Brunson? He's the uh, ClickFunnels dude, right? What was his book? Yeah, he's the ClickFunnels dude. I think the ebook was .com Secrets. I think I've heard of that. I have not read it. I'll link that in the show notes, which will be redpandas.com.au forward slash EP92. And you can also see, if you want to see the video version of me and Massimo's uh, <laughs> lovely faces, then you can uh, check it out there as well. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, no, I, I like that. The only, only one thing I'll, I'll say about that, I love the, the, the thing that really stuck with me that you said in the start. Facebook will recognize it's a content ad and not a sales ad. They'll recognize that it's like a John, John Loomer post or something and the cost per click is less. So Facebook itself, even though it wants your money, it doesn't want you to sell, which is funny, but it makes sense when you explain it. So yeah, makes a lot of sense. You should always think how to align your, uh, your needs with the needs of a platform you are working on. You can find the neck to rank number one on Google, but in the end, you should always think what's Google mission. Their mission is to provide the best answer ever for each question. If you find the neck that can position crappy content number one, it will work for a month. But then there is a disalignment before, between you and Google. And at some point, Google will penalize you. Mm -hmm. And for Facebook, it's the same. They want people to be engaged. Uh, if your ad uh, is engaging, people like it, shares it, comment it, Google, Facebook is going to give you a wild card. It will lower your prices. It will increase the reach of your advertising. and will make your life easier. If you create an ad which people find nasty, maybe they also uh, submit to Facebook that it's a content they don't want to see on your newsfeed. Facebook doesn't care that you are offering $100 per click. They have thousands of other advertisers they can get money from. They, mm. they will not show your ad. Yeah, they'll take it. Yeah, and they just won't. Yeah, or, or yeah, or they won't show it exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so speaking of you know playing to the platform, 
Um, you guys have mentioned this in your, uh, on your blog. We've definitely mentioned it here on the podcast video, right? So, um, video and Facebook, I mean, I don't know, like, like peanut butter and jelly, right? So, yeah. and, and we've had incredible, and I'll get into the platform in, on in my very next question. We've had a lot of success promoting video, uh, using the Ad Espresso platform. Do you still see good opportunity when it comes to uh, video and advertising on Facebook? Totally. Video is massive right now. I think the two hot topics right now are video and messenger. Uh, I think uh, both have problems. The problem with video is that people are shy. Probably they still have resistance to creating video or they think that they need crazy uh set up to do some some nice video uh, messenger is a bit more technically differ, difficult to implement because you need software like many chats etc but video right now is super powerful and guys you don't need a professional setup you just need an iphone and very very interesting content that's the number one resource and uh, it's always content. So actually it could be faster instead of creating a blog post, you can just turn on your iPhone record and talk 10 minutes, 15 minutes, five minutes about whatever you, uh, whatever is your industry. And also for selling products, video works much better. It, it creates a huge engagement. And now on Facebook, you can create custom audiences based on people that watch the list X seconds of your video. So you can then retarget people that watch uh, a certain percentage of your video, which is great. You can create a video talking about Facebook advertising. And then if someone watch more than 50% of a video, probably that they are interested in the topic. And then you can retarget them with the generation or selling the product. And I don't know if for those that are watching the video, I'm just showing that Basically, my office is inside our videos. Nice one, nice one. I, I would, I would move my camera, but I'm scared. I'll, I'll, I'll try anyway. Let's play camera. I've got my. There's, yeah. there's, there's a light. There's a few lights behind that light, but it's blinding. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Yeah. And you can buy all these lights for really under two hundred dollars on Amazon. Probably you can get a full setup with. Uh, back the green backdrop etc yeah but like you say the key is make it useful content you know make it useful make it not salesy pretty much everything you've already espoused okay so now uh this is what i was really excited by so we use the tool day in day out so for the opportunity to speak to the the ceo of the company um you know i'm going to sound a little bit fanboyish but it was it was very exciting right so shameless (laughs) plug time Let's, let's talk Ad Espresso, right? So for us, every campaign that we run from, an, uh, from a, let's talk about AdWords later, actually, from a, from a Facebook point of view, for us, the ability to create quick experiments, split test on mass. But in your own words, you get asked this all the time. Explain what is Ad Espresso? Espresso is an ad tool that helps small, medium businesses quickly uh manage your facebook advertising when we got started the initial value proposition was split test and that's still uh, one of the major feature of a platform so you can test different images audiences etc and that espresso will very simply tell you look that this image this image targeted to female 18 23 
is your best uh, best audience. Mm. Uh, but over time, we added uh, really a huge amount of features. So, <clears throat> for example, we have PDF reporting. For we, we spoke a lot about data synchronization, and we have a tool to synchronize your CRM data with Facebook custom audiences. So you can just connect MailChimp, HubSpot, Infusionsoft, whatever, to add Espresso. And every time you add an email to your mailing list, it will immediately be added to your custom audiences as well. We have a super nice product that we are releasing in seven, nine days from now, at the end of May, which is gonna make life for agencies and freelancers much much easier but i cannot say anything i know see see why did you tease me massimo because i watched your last product update and you do you have these really cool product updates i have to admit um and you're like it's coming and i thought i wonder if he talks about it but all you've done is tease us massimo so that's fine (laughs) if if it's out by the time this podcast is out then we'll definitely share that in the show notes as well yeah Um, but it's coming it's coming okay so something amazing is coming but you can't tell us now honestly honestly take 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 massimo's word for it because um some of the features we're going to talk about now uh are truly truly amazing now i'm going to try one thing i haven't done before i'm going to try to share my screen so people um who are watching the video can see so one of the things i love how exactly how you say you can test a headline versus a headline and then an image as well. So already you've got four tests. You can test uh, text. You can test targeting. And the, the section I'm getting to, which you already referred to, Massimo, is the top factors section. So let's yeah. see if I can share a client example. Uh, da, da, da. Okay. So Massimo, if you can see this, then our audience will be able to see that. Can you see my screen? Fantastic. Okay. So this, so like Massimo said, you can test all these factors. This is a very, very basic client example of ours. For people listening, um, you have these tips of the day, for example, it's saying headline A with text B, for example, has a cost per conversion that is 126% more expensive. Stop that. (laughs) right so you cannot yeah. get this in ads manager you cannot get this in power editor the more the more campaigns you run in power editor the more confusing it gets if for, for the rest of my screen you can sort of see there we've got uh, one headline versus another headline uh, one focuses on limited positions and one is sort of focusing on uh, people and funnily enough the one focusing on people is a quarter as effective as the one focusing on scarcity now, I love data because in hindsight, it's always so obvious, but you don't know. You don't know yeah. until you, you test it. So we can see here, one had a cost per conversion of $21, the other had $42, one had four conversions, the other had one. So that's one I quickly whipped out before this. Um, before this that's uh, a huge difference. You can save a lot of money. Absolutely, absolutely. So let me, let me try to... Okay, yeah. So yeah, I, I love that. So I, I guess what, what my question is, Massimo, um, so the top factors section is awesome how how would one on a day-to-day so now okay we've we're sold on the idea this tool is amazing what are some best practice tips we should use you know is it a matter of checking the top factors every couple of days or do you just rely on auto optimization tell me about tell me about day-to-day in this tool uh usually i go with our automatic optimization which doesn't stop anything but just move budgets around so that the ads that are uh, that are working best get more budget. The problem with Facebook advertising is that it's less scientific than Google. So I think one tip is also 
to often like duplicate the campaign and test something new because especially if you are working on very small audiences uh, even the winning combination after a bunch of days will start to get more expensive as the frequency goes up uh, uh, the, the winning combination immediately start to perform worse. So it's the good recommendation is to always keep testing and trying something different. And the other, the, the two biggest errors that I see people usually doing with the platform is one, it's over testing. They get so excited that it's so simple to do experiment with Adespresso. But even if they have a $10 budget, they start running like 500 combination, which doesn't get really enough mm. space. Which, which the tool will force you and say you don't have enough budget, but still, but still you can, you can, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. And, and the other big issue is that people, you know, there are so many bullshit article on the web saying, learn how this company increase their performances by uh, 200% just by changing the color of a button. That's totally bullshit. Usually big, bold changes make big, bold differences, while small changes bring small differences. So, and I see this a lot. People like will test two pictures which are basically the same, <laughs> one with white background, the other with light gray background. Maybe there is a difference, but it's going to be a 4% difference. So when you run experiments, start experimenting on the big things, not like people 18, 20 versus people 20, 22. Right. But start with young people 80, 40 versus 40, 65. Or try... Maybe a video different. Maybe a video versus your best carousel or something. like. Yeah, or totally different uh, kind of images. And uh, I would like to share the screen with you as well because I have an example to show you here. Maybe, okay. Give me one second because yeah, I have an example that we always use. Yeah, as and you find that, um, yeah, you're right. So, okay, the key is not to over-optimize. And um, so the, 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 the factors themselves, right? The factors themselves, the top factors themselves, um, they're important, but Facebook, because it changes it a lot. And I think, honestly, we've probably fallen prey to this at our agency where we've experimented uh, just like we have in, in CRO or in AdWords, change one factor, then change another factor or another factor where maybe we should have just duplicated that. I, and I found the same thing with uh, Instagram stories, actually, where, yeah. we, where we tried the same experiments we did with uh, normal carousel ads and it simply didn't work. So, okay. Okay. So that, that, that's sort of good, good advice. Don't, opt or, don't over-optimize. If you're going to test things, test bigger things when it comes to Facebook. And then um, once you have a winner, you can also start uh, doing the smaller experiments, but just after you have tested the big one. Yeah. So, okay. Here we go. Screen? Yeah. Okay. Let's see if I click here. Okay. It's full screen now. Nice and big. Yeah. All right. So for example, this is an experiment that we run ourselves. And as you can see, we tried two totally different ads. One was photographic with usual stock picture and a bright button. The other one is, I could say ugly. It's not ugly, but still it's not like the best design we ever did. But the reality is that we discovered that all the 
white and empty space really focus the attention on what is not empty and white. And that experiment resulted in 143% improvement. And only after we tested these two very different experiments, we start testing the color of a button, which resulted in 13% improvement. But if we had picked the right, the wrong ad at the beginning and we had just tested the color, we would have got a 13% improvement out of a very, very bad performing ad. Mm, awesome, awesome. Okay, we'll share that in the show notes. That's uh, again, redpandas.com.au forward slash EP92. Um, good example there. Massimo showed us obviously busy one and one with negative space so that's a good example of testing a fundamental difference there not just a blue versus a red button which um i'm I'm sure irks you as a a truth growth market that must really irk you um real quickly you've already touched on auto optimization how does that work yeah i know i've always run it but i don't really understand how it works technically how does that work uh but Basically, the bottom line is that every couple of hours it analyzes your ads and it moves budget across the ad set. So it checks what's the main conversion of your campaign. It analyzes the cost per conversion and based on the cost per conversion of each ad set, it keeps your total budget of the campaign the same, but it shifts budget, removing it to the worst performing assets and it moves it to the best performing assets. That's awesome. That, that's why the moment I just migrated campaigns across, they just did better. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. So it's based on conversion. How many conversions do you think one needs to be able to have some velocity in statistical significance? So I guess how, much, uh, how many conversions do you need for it to be worth it? You know, there are very complex formula to understand significant st- uh, statistical relevancy. Uh, I would say you would, you should need at least, very least 10. Easy. But yeah. then if you search, I think Visual Website Optimizer has a pretty nice tool uh, to calculate if a split test is relevant or not. Because the, the, the problem from a mathematical standpoint is that if you have 10 conversion, but the difference between the two variation is one is a 10% conversion rate, the other is a 10.1 conversion rate. It, it, mathematically, there is, it's meaningless because the difference is too small to really understand if it's meaningful. Sure. Well, if you have only 10 conversion, but one has conversion rate of 10% and the other is 45%, even at a low conversion number, it's pretty significant the fact that one is better than the other sure sure i i I would love to say i'm as smart as you massimo and i'm geeking out (laughs) it's starting to get above my head and i'm sure everyone else kind of most of the people like me will be like yeah look as long as they're doing something that's it's yeah yeah Yeah, that's good it's good to know thank you okay look uh, this one i'm really excited by this one um you've recently implemented adwords into your tool now i haven't personally started playing with it myself but tell us a little bit about that so I think from day zero, when we started at Espresso, everyone kept asking us about why don't you support Google AdWords? Uh, the reality is that it takes a lot of time to support a new network, not just to build it inside the product, but also then to, to do maintenance. So the last month, we released Google AdWords Analytics. So for now, you can import all your AdWords campaign and see the analytics in, inside Espresso. 
uh, at the end of this quarter, so by the end of June, we will support campaign creation in Google AdWords as well. So you'll be able to do split testing on your ads for Google. And it, it's something fairly new. So overall, the project is that throughout the whole year, we'll keep integrating AdWords better and better. Right now, we are still a Facebook tool, but now supports also AdWords. Uh, for the rest of the year, we have PDF reporting. We will implement Google AdWords inside PDF reporting mm -hmm. as well. And it will have the same treatment as Facebook, which is very exciting because the reality is that Facebook plus Google are 70, between 70 and 80% of the advertising market. That's online. very exciting. Very exciting. So Massimo, is the, even in the early days, is the idea, because at the moment, um, you know, people will use tools like Supermetrics and then or they'll try to manipulate the data in, in a different tool or just use Excel. Um, is the yeah. idea you'll be able to bring in that data and compare the cost per acquisitions, for example, and um, cost per clicks? That's the overall idea. Yeah, yeah, even, even in phase yeah. one? Uh, by the end of the year. Probably. Yeah, sure, sure. And so, also, we're talking about automatic optimization. The idea is to do the same thing across networks. So is Google working better than Facebook? Move a budget from Facebook to Google, for example. Yeah, right. Easy, easy. Nice, nice. Okay, we'll, we'll look forward to that. Um, I, I'm just asking you objectively, right? Is, is the idea to compete with something like, you know, WordStream one day? Is that sort of maybe the roadmap if, you know, is that the idea? Yeah, that's the, that, that's the idea. And it's very, I think Google and Facebook have very different landscapes because Facebook has a lot of tools uh, that are more, at least now a lot of them are dying because it's, it's a tough market. But on Facebook, a lot of people at least try to do a full uh, replacement of a Facebook user interface for managing ads. Uh, Google, it's, we discovered a strange market because the reality is that there are a few tools that are very enterprise-oriented, like Kenshu and Marin Software. But then there are a lot of very niche uh, products. So there are lots of tools for click fraud detection, lots of tools that just do algorithmical optimization of the bidding, but we don't do the creation, et cetera. So uh, from one point, from some point of view, so actually we have much less competition on Google than we have on Facebook. And mm. Wordstream, it's, uh, I mean, Wordstream, they are amazing. Actually, mm. they just sold the company a couple of weeks ago, I think. Uh, Wordstream sold the company. Oh, wow. uh, the big difference is that we are always self-service and focus on the software. While I think uh, I think Wordstream is has a lot of services on top of a platform. So they hook you up with a platform, but then they do a lot of consultancy and management of the platform. Yeah, like, like you guys do on Facebook. It's almost like DC versus Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, just like you do, they have their premier consulting and whatnot. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. You're great, great mob. But we've had them on the show as well, and um, yeah, it's it's, it's great to see more choice for us consumers. And yeah, Larry is an amazing guy. So total, yeah, he is. He's just to, to stream and what he has done. Him, him, and unicorns, right? Everything he touches. So um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but final, final sort of, I guess. Uh, so I, I, I can't not have this interview and ask you about a hack 
because everyone's looking for a silver bullet, even though we know there's no silver bullet. Um, I follow you on Twitter and I saw something that I think you retweeted and it was, explain this to me. So the idea of investing money to promote third-party content on Facebook related with your business to get pixels and cookies. Cost per pixel, cost per cookie. Explain that to me, Massimo. Well, it's... The, <clears throat> it's not about the fact that retargeting is so powerful. And it's... Uh, even if with Facebook you have very good interest targeting, uh, the reality is that if you target Facebook advertising as an interest, you are going to target millions of people, which is way too much. You want to target the... 100,000 people that are really spending money on Facebook advertising today, for example. Mm. So uh, retargeting, when, when it comes to the last step, so selling a product, retargeting is always the best way. And as you say, CPP, cost per pixel, this is also something that Ryan this from Digital Marketer talked about. What they care about the most is putting that little cookie on the computer of someone who's really a prospect of their, uh, of their uh, company so that they can retarget them. And it doesn't matter how this happens. So it could be a blog post on your blog. But if John Doomer created a great blog post about some topic that we don't cover yet, uh, we can still take advantage of it. It's a content, but it's interesting for our audience, even if it's not on our blog. And with Facebook, then we can create retargeting based on people that like or engage with the post that we are doing on our Facebook page. Or if we want to be a bit more black hat, we could even share on Facebook and promote on Facebook uh, something that redirects the user to John Doomer, but before redirecting them, it places the Facebook pixel for setting the cookie. So this is very used and a lot of URL shortener nowadays have this feature. And this way you can not produce content, just share useful content from third parties and still pixel people. So in one month, you will have an audience of 10,000 people but they're interested in John Doomer blog. And so for sure they are interested in Facebook advertising and we can sell them a product. Interesting. I like it. I, li I like that borderline gray hat growth <laughs> hacking stuff. That's awesome. I'm going to, if there's any resources um, or articles you've seen on that Massimo, please share them. Otherwise I'll find something and yeah. share them in the show notes. Um, okay. So for final question, thank you so much for being generous with your content. A, lo a lot of our audience are either they're marketers or they're small business owners. So hearing stories from people like yourself, I think on a personal level really resonates. I know it resonates with me. So you've, you've built a number of successful businesses. I find it interesting. You started with a web business before kind of agency side. So you know what clients want. Yeah. You've, you've evaluated ideas and then you've turned them into market successes. My question is, Massimo, how do you evaluate an idea? fit for market success? Like how do you evaluate that? You say, you know what? Yeah, there is a need here. There is a market here. What's your process? That's very complex. I think with Adespresso, we were very lucky because we had no idea about market validation or anything like that. But I think when you are starting a business, a big jump start to be successful is if you are solving your own problem. If you start the business with the idea, I want to make money and maybe, I don't know, selling 
cigarettes. So I think cigarettes is a bad idea. Yeah. So like, I told you, I told you, Massimo, you can smoke in this interview, by the way. <laughs> you know, you got shy. I told you it's fine. US audience would not appreciate it. it it's very, it's very, it's very breaking bad, you know. Again, watch the video, yeah. folks. Yeah. But it, if you start, uh, I mean, if you start a business just for making money and it's something that you are not passionate, it will require 10 times the effort because you are not going to understand the market and you really need to be good at product validation. You need to do a lot of interviews, a lot of surveys, etc. If you are solving your own product, it's going to be much easier because you already know what's the solution that you want to build. Probably the only thing that you need to validate is if there are enough other people that have the same needs and will buy the product, but at least you know how to build the product. What we did, for example, before we started Espresso, we just put together some uh, design mockups of the interface. Nothing existed, not even a single line of code. <laughs> and we spent some thousand dollars to attend startup conferences in US teaching at Espresso like it was in private beta and asking people to sign up for the private beta. And because it, it was not only about validating the product need, but also, you know, when you live in Italy, maybe it was something that was interesting in Italy, but in a more advanced market like US, where wherever solution or people were already ahead and not interested in the product. So we just created fake mockups and asked, asked for subscription. I even saw much more black cat stuff here, which I would not recommend, but it was somehow smarter. They were actually asking money. So they were pitching the product as if it was ready and they were charging you uh, to get the, to subscribe. And then immediately after you subscribe, they would say, sorry, we had some server issue. We cannot deliver the product right now. We have fully, re fully refunded you. But this way, not only they validated the market need, but also that people were willing to pay, mm, which is another question mark. Uh, yeah, and then they uh, take that money to seed capital investors and say, hey, look. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Now, I have to say, this wasn't a question. I have to say one thing I really admire about your brand um, is you've embraced the whole, like the brand is a very, per and with Red Pandas, we wanted an animal. I actually wanted um, cats, but I couldn't do it. There was another company in another state, but we wanted something personable. And I love how you guys have done it. You know, uh, even, even your photos, you're, 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 you're having an espresso, espresso. It's, it's very Italian. Um, you, you embrace your Italian heritage as well. Yeah. Um, even you with your mind you your accent's not that bad it's it's very good but <laughs> even even you it's you're, you're like part of the brand like if you didn't exist you would yeah. almost want to create a Massimo you know what I mean he's very <laughs> Italian so I love that man um, uh, Massimo final final question what do you think has been the biggest contributor to your success um, <clears throat> I will say two one is probably understanding what you are good at and what you are not good at. And a lot of people just tell you, understand what, you, what are your weaknesses and do a lot of training, learn new stuff so that, you can, that they are no longer weaknesses. I'm very lazy. I think it's super difficult. I mean, if you are shy, you'll never become the best uh, networker in the world. 
and I'm terrible at selling. So uh, <laughs> I knew this from the beginning, and that's why from the beginning, while I, I, I love writing content, so that's why from day zero, and that's what differentiated us. We said we are not going after the enterprise customers with a huge sales team because we don't know how to sell. We are going after small, medium businesses because uh, we know how to write content and how to acquire a lot of customer at scale. So understand your, uh, uh, your pros and cons and try to build a business that focus around uh, uh, what you are very good at. And the second factor is probably for your weaknesses, uh, team up with someone that cover your weaknesses. Like I, we would have never made it without Armando, uh, my co-founder and CEO. Like I like to have a product vision to have ideas, Excel, but I'm sucks at like Excel sheets, keeping up together budgets, fundraising, uh, the more operational part of a business while he is a monster at operation. He's very good at like fundraising, building uh, processes, etc. And together we make up a, a great team. Sometimes we fight because we have very different personality, but it's much better to have two very different founders that focus on very mm. different things rather than being totally best friends, but having, uh, but not being complimentary. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing story. Simone. Um, yeah, please keep doing what you're doing. It's, it's a lot of fun and inspiring <laughs> to watch. So guys, um, in the show notes, you'll find out the links to everything. One thing we didn't touch on, but I'll quickly mention now, um, Adespresso also has a great, uh, I think you call it a university. There's a couple of courses there. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Massimo, I don't know if this is free, but sorry. We are making much more courses now. University was an idea that I loved, but that yeah. I never had time to follow up. And now we put Paul, who also handled our Facebook group in charge of education. And I think he released a new course last week. And now we are going to produce a lot of advanced content. Massimo, thank you so very much for your time. We'll link to everything in the show notes. And um, yeah, uh, chat to you thank next you time. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.